Hey, it's Mickey Knuckles. This is the Pumpkin Queen, Sage Sin Supreme. And you're listening to Back Row Hecklers. Listen to it, love it, absorb it into your brain. Click it! side of the tracks in Louisville, Kentucky. Welcome to episode 104 with your back row hecklers. I am a host, Young Matthew, joined by one of my closest friends, Greg. How you doing, buddy? Doing all right, yourself? Doing wonderful, man. We got a paper for you to discuss in a couple minutes. Um, of course, to my left, I also have big Brian V. How you doing, buddy? Returning. Yes, sir. We missed you on 103. Uh, that's not what I heard. Okay, what I heard We had a lot of fun without you. (laughs) I heard a lot of laughter. (laughs) I heard a lot of people with beautiful opinions. I didn't hear a lot of bickering. And, you know, we can't have that. We need a bunch of arguing and fighting. We need all that stuff, so I'm back. Uh, Good. To make sure that happens. Good, good, good. I just thought at the very beginning, Josh was like, we're really missing Big Brian V. And and Matthew goes, are we really missing him? (laughs) That was the best part of that that made me. That popped me. Oh, good. I had a good excuse for missing because I was at Glory Pro. You were Pro. on assignment. Yes, I went to Glory Pro Wrestling. Got to see uh, Myron Reed defend that strap there against uh, A.R. Fox. Got to see Cody Rhodes versus Michael Elgin. But I went because I got to see Mara Fuji on American Soil. And I used to watch that guy against uh, uh, Kenta, who Hideo uh, mm. uh, Tommy back in the day. And the bad part is everybody's yelling about Mara Fuji, and I'm like, you know, I'm happy he's here. But during that feud, I really... Rooted for Kenta. Yeah, <laughs> I really did. So. You want to talk about NXT flops, and we can talk about NXT in a little bit here. Mm-hmm. But man, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. But I'm just go ahead. No, no, speak your mind, bro. Hideo Itami. It's not his fault. Mm-hmm. He came in to a transitional time in NXT. If we're gonna, be and he got hurt. He's been hurt severely twice. Um, once he had a shoulder surgery, he was out for over a year, mm-hmm. and then he got dropped on his head at a house show, and he had a concussion. He had to go through concussion protocol for about three months. And when he came back, he kind of needed a uh, NXT is not what it was two years ago. We'll leave it there if you if you like, but we'll probably get into it a little bit later in the show because I know Greg's all caught up on NXT. I'm a little bit behind, but I want your thoughts on NXT as well. So we'll get there in a second. But first, I want to talk about the pay per view mm-hmm. that's coming up tonight. Um, sure. We don't have to talk about Ty Dillinger versus Aiden English. That's on the pre show. Nobody cares. People uh, care about Ty Dillinger. You care. About I Ty love Ty Dillinger. Yeah. I don't care about him on a pre-show. You don't care about him when he gets Aiden, Aiden English. English it, I, they did that. This uh, the last pay-per-view that they had. I've never heard. <laughs> Aiden English from the Vaud Villains. Oh yeah, oh, him. Oh, it's, it's a it's a good thing you said that because <laughs> nobody remembers Aiden English. No, yeah. Okay, man. <laughs> now I did notice that uh, Simon Grimm has been doing some indies, some high level indies, and that made me feel good. I'm glad that he's able to stretch out. Um, the funny part is that not to not to, just derail. Just a quick that's fine. Thing. Everybody threw Rob, thought Robak was going to be this big name. He's going to be all over the Indies. I hate that guy. His, me too. And his asking price is so high that he's only been on. I mean, I've only noticed him on a handful of shows. Mm-hmm. Where some of the other guys that came out, like um, they're calling him Bull James, I think. Oh, Bull, who was Bull Dempsey? Yeah, in NXT, he's done some. Uh, yeah, I've seen him do work. quite a few. CJ Parker did some. Oh, Juice is in, and he's in that uh, class and be going crazy right now because he's in the. Whatever it is over in New Japan that you won Climax. Just yeah. Like, I knew what it was. And CJ Parker's in it? Yes. No kidding. Yes. It's Good Juice Robinson, I think. Good for is. him. Yeah. So he's definitely, with him getting away he, from NXT helped him. CJ Parker was one of those guys that was in NXT developmental. I don't know if you know that name. Um, he was the first guy that fought Kevin Owens okay. when Kevin Owens made his debut. 
and that was his CJ Parker's last match because he felt like NXT was not becoming a developmental territory. It was another indie promotion owned by WWE, which at the time, and to this point, it still is a little bit. It was kind of, you know, it's hard to get over as a WWE indie guy. You know, you're just, it's not going to happen nowadays. You know, when you had, especially at the time when you had Hideo Itami. Oh. Hey! Hold on a second. You got to get my cat off the couch because she's bit a bitch. She gets you? Yeah. I'm sorry, man. So, why are you biting people? Be nice, Biggie. She's such an asshole. Who's a big girl? Oh. <laughs> my cat just took over my show. <laughs> That's okay. So, back to CJ Parker. I just seen the look on his face like, dang, she's got him. Yeah. <laughs> so, CJ Parker came in when he when it was hard to get over as a WWE. And the same thing as Bull Dempsey. Yeah. Um, you know, WWE talent from the ground up. I mean, the only one that I can think of from off the top is Baron Corbin. You know, and he had the football background. So, it was kind of hard for others to get over. So... Anyway, I lost my train of thought altogether. Because <laughs> you're worried about the cat. Yeah, she's down there. She's fine. Pay-per-view tonight. That's what we yes, were going with. Yes, that's what we were going with. And we forgot what Aiden English was. Yeah. Uh, he had an NXT gimmick called the Artiste oh. with CJ Parker. That's where I've been going. Thank you, Brian. Um, Joshua loves Aiden English. I don't see it, to be 100% honest. Uh, and he's not here to defend his boy. I'm surprised they woke the ball villains up. I thought they were a pretty decent tag team there. WWE is right now, you know, the problem I have with them right now, they're breaking up good tag teams, the VOD villains. They broke up American Alpha. Uh, that, know, didn't, that didn't make any sense yeah. to me. I mean, even Enzo and Cass was, you know. I can sort of see. I was I was disappointed because they do have a good, you know, comedic. You know, Enzo Mori comes out with his thing, you know, he, he, the crowd goes wild. And they were over, too, but I think they did that but for a reason. I understand that well, yeah. they want to push Big Cass, he, and he's destined seems to be destined for big things, but, you know, they're breaking up, I was heartbroken when they broke up American Alpha, <laughs> before a really bad story. Oh, Jesus. Uh, it's a terrible angle. <laughs> See what uh, I did there? So, uh, angle. Yeah. Yeah. I'll yeah. tell you what, though, y'all, it wasn't really a terrible angle, because everybody was memeing it, everybody oh, it's, was talking about I'm it. I'm not, look, this is the yeah, hottest story in wrestling. Yeah. You know, Jason Jordan being... Kurt Angle's son. The funniest part is if you see the see where he won, his, won the tag straps in NXT, yeah. it shows him hugging his real mom and dad. Yeah, like six months ago. Yeah. You know, think this will be the it ten things they want you to forget yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just so hilarious. In today's reality era is what we're calling it. We're past the ruthless aggression. We're past, you know, the attitude, of course. Mm-hmm. You know, we're long gone. We're calling this the reality era. Oh. Everything you can see you know, on TV, you can look up and find, I mean, if it's real being not, someone's yeah. brother seemed a little bit more realistic back in the 90s. You know, Kane could have been Undertaker's brother. I mean, probably yeah. not. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, we're not going to have the internet to look it up. You know, Edge and Christian, they look could've kind of alike. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're similar body size. You know, they didn't talk. Yeah, so. the Hardy Boys, they could have been brothers. Well, yeah, you know, you oh, just, you never know, you know. Are they really brother? Yeah. I had no idea. Brother Nero. So, but in today's world, I mean, you... Yeah, you can look it up on Jason the Jason Jordan is not Kurt Angle's <laughs> son. Like, yeah. that's why this is so wonky to me. Yeah, I'm like, like, it's like, yeah, granted, <laughs> they look alike, but we all know that it's not true. Back, I remember back when Sheldon Benjamin had that mama gimmick, I'm like, I, I remember, she's a stand-up comic, she had a sitcom. Yes. Sophia. I'm like, we. I knew that if you're going to do that, don't 
Well, somebody's a TV star. Yeah, yeah. it's just like... <laughs> and look, this could go one of two ways. I know we're totally derailing off the pay-per-view, but the angle story More is... More well, well, this is the biggest story in wrestling. This can go one of two ways. This could propel Jason Jordan to another level. I mean, he was kind of stagnant, which is WWE's doing, you know. Well, Gable's better. So. Gable is the better in-ring talent. I think he's a better. he has better charisma as well. Um, he's not as big, and we, you know, we know Vince McMahon likes big, sweaty men. Um... But that didn't sound right at all, but it's 100% true. Uh, t- tell me I'm wrong. Nope. You're not wrong. You may even <laughs> like him in different ways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Jason Jordan, if you're going to be por- paired with Kurt Angle, Kurt Angle has made everything work yeah. in the WWE. and his. I mean, he's a freakish athlete. He was you know, an Olympic gold medalist that wore a kid's cowboy hat and made the angle And made it yeah. work. He made the milk truck work. I mean, he's made yeah. everything that has been good. He wrapped this John Cena. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, that's everything. my favorite Kurt Angle moment. <laughs> but he's done everything. I kind of so. like when he wore the little hat. He likes the cowboy Rock. hat and the, yeah. and the guitar when he's playing. Yeah, he's playing. Stone Cold and he's like, <laughs> he's walking the whole I feel like show. a real cowboy. That whole show, he's walking around. <laughs> the angle in there and goes, will you take the hat off? And he's like, will you make me? Because <laughs> yeah, I kind of had that that little thing going yeah. on. You know, I did like the rap angle too. Because look, it made John Cena a superstar. You know, to an extent, it made his feud with Kurt Angle and Brock Lesnar in 2002. You know, John Cena's probably not the man he is today without those two guys. So yeah, John Cena's I'm, first match. Yes, I'm so glad that. I mean, I'm really happy that John Cena is finally taking. Kind of, I don't know. Like last time, when he, with the with the, he made. I like the U.S. title run thing. I love the U.S. challenge, the United love, States yeah, yeah, title the US, challenge. The challenge, but he made people care about that belt and about what went on. Mm-hmm. You know, and he hadn't. People hadn't cared about Cena. No, no offense. There wasn't anybody over age twelve that was like, "Oh, I didn't like Cena." You know, I, I knew a lot of. You know, you were telling me about, you know, Rudy Switchblade and all these other guys saying that John Cena is one of the top five best wrestlers in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and I didn't understand it. And, uh, you know, but, you know, they, they swore by it. And I'll tell you, during that U.S. title run, it, it kind of opened my eyes a little bit that he made a lot of people. Now, granted, he was working with a, a lot of good talent. Yeah, yeah. And he, he had Steen and, yeah, all kinds of different people. You know, he fought Zane, he fought Stardust, you know, Cody, he fought Cesaro. I mean, a lot of guys that are already... Good in ring workers. Mm-hmm. John Cena is the modern day Hulk Hogan. I remember he is. Kids growing up, we had the, the red and yellow, you know, the t shirts, the mm-hmm. bandanas, and that's the way kids look at John Cena. Exactly. And if you go back and look at all Hogan matches, he had about three or four moves. I'm like, he's, you know, you got your talent, and, you, and, and you know, WWE is famous for that you got your talent, Cena's, the Hogan's, mm-hmm. but, you know, they, they entertain. Sure, but then you have your great technical wrestlers. If you ask the average ten-year-old, they're not going to tell you. They don't know who Lance Storm is. Mm-hmm. They don't know who Dean Malenko is. I'm like, those are two of the greatest, the greats. When you look at technical wrestling, but they they pick up that microphone, they were boring. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? Great segue into Malenko. He just said Dean Malenko, mm-hmm. and this class would kill me if I didn't give an update on this. Debbie Malenko actually reached out to us on the, on the Hackers Facebook page. They had a. Big She's thing. not related. Just mm-hmm. for those. But she was trained by Boris. Yes. And she had a career back when women weren't as mainstay. And she had a career in Japan where she actually worked like the men. Mm-hmm. She actually wrestled like the men. And the, back then you had, in the States, you had 
it was pretty much Wendy Rick. Pretty right? girls and cat fights. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it wasn't nowhere near the same. It wasn't mm-hmm. two different worlds. But she had a, a really bad injury and got hurt. And she's been gone for a long time. I want to say like 20 years. And out of nothing, out of, I don't know how she found out, but somebody told her that we were talking about on the podcast. And so they posted the video of where she got hurt. And then she put classes like, she was so amazing, I would love to be able to talk to her about the injury and about her life before and after and everything else, and her comment was something to the effect of, you know, she's been lazy enough, it's about time for her to get back in the ring, <laughs> and it was, we didn't have no idea that that was her at first, and then class was like, oh my god, hey, we really want to talk to you, you know, and when that kind of thing happens with the podcast, that's what this podcast is all about. It's freaking cool, man. Yes, so, so that, that when you said Dean Malenko was a perfect segue into that, so... Look forward to maybe in the future having a Devin Malenko interview on here. That would be pretty cool. Yes, it would. Yeah, we had a fun 103. You know, we did a, a um, basically we had a, a shoot fight Sunday. Is what yeah, we were, we were it. talking about all the different all the shoots. wrong things that happened in the ring and whatnot. So go back and listen to 103. It's a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. It's really long. I yeah, apologize. Play, name that tune again. And um, it's funny because every time we play, it's my different Yeah, Joshua won. He left his belt here so I can remind, it's a reminder of you beating me, that son of a bitch. I seen him throw it to him and walk up the steps, and I thought to myself, by the time he got top of the steps, he was tired. Because <laughs> he walked up super fast. <laughs> I know he by the time bolted he got upstairs. And, yep, and as soon as he got up, he was like, <gasps> <gasps> he's going to be mad at me. He's trying to race the cat. Yeah, he was. <laughs> That was a good promo, though. He goes, I don't like this belt. I don't need this belt. I know it means more to Matt than it does me. He came in that whole day. Man, I'm going to lose this fight. I don't even care. This, that, and the other. (laughs) And I did not know who Psycho... I didn't know Psycho Sid's theme song. Spoiler alert. He beat me on Psycho Sid. That little... The Psycho theme song. I had no idea. It completely lost me. I don't... was in WWE. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The funniest part about that show was the Dusty Rhodes impersonations. That was a terrible... Terrible part of the show. I don't know why you would joke. Yeah, they was all trying to do the Dusty Rhodes impersonations, and everybody was had their own little mythology and way of doing it. <laughs> and Brent wouldn't even be like, Brent would throw like three words out there and go, okay, that's all I'm doing. I'm not doing it anymore. <laughs> it was funny. Yeah. Funk it like a monkey, baby. Yeah. The bullet of the woods, if you will. The American dream, Dusty Rhodes. Yeah. You put me on hard times. Dusty Rhodes was one of the greatest. You cannot deny his son. Cody Rhodes, people shit on him. But in 2016, I think this is the 15th time I said this on the podcast. That's he right. did Ring of Honor Final Battle. He did WrestleMania. He did whatever TNA, Glory Road, uh, whatever their big pay-per-view is. Bound for Glory. Bound for Glory. Yeah. He did that. He did uh, Bola. Mm-hmm. He did um, New Japan's big thing. Whatever. Uh, He's done everything. Year. He did everything in 2016. Every major promotion in the States. He did their big show. And that's the first time ever I could think of ever anyone ever even coming close. Well, I, I also believe that he's one of the first to have that opportunity. Yeah. Uh-huh. You know, he uh, and he's made the most of it. You know, he had a he he started off slow in the Indies to say the least, um, but he's kind of come around. He's kind of found his niche. Well, I think he's found that medium between working a WWE style match and working an indie style match. Yes. So, so back to your paper. Speaking I'm of sorry. WWE, we have. Seven matches on the card tonight. Um, okay. Yeah, this is, looks like a decent card. Um, I'm not going to lie. I had no expectation for Great Ball of Fire. Great Balls of Fire two weeks ago. <laughs> it was good. It was good. Pretty good huh? I, will, I will say it was probably the best B-show 
you know, WWE has, like, their major four. Mm -hmm. You know, they have the Royal Rumble, Mania, SummerSlam, and Survivor Series. Yeah. And then it's kind of everything else. Yeah, is this the last one in until SummerSlam? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. SummerSlam's in, what, two weeks, I believe? Yeah. Which is, like, they have 17 pay-per-views a year, which, which too much as good. someone whose quality over quantity drives me crazy. But anyway, uh, we, have, we have two singles matches. We have Sami Zayn versus Mike Kanellis. Oh, uh, God. Mike Kanellis debuted last Tuesday on, two, on, on 205. On SmackDown, uh, he made his in-ring debut, and his finisher is a Samoa driver, apparently. He beat Sami on Tuesday. He's probably going to beat Sami again because it's going to be his first pay-per-view. Does he have Maria with him? Yes, he does. Okay, that's one very awesome part to that. Yeah. I, I'm They're bringing not the a Mike Bennett fan at all. I don't mind no. him. I, I, the, the gimmick that they're going for which is original. It's destined to fail, though. Yeah, this it, is it another is. It's destined a, to fail. It's one of those you can laugh at, you know. I'm like they're like the power couple. I guess they're marketing themselves. They're basically the Mike, the Miz, and Maurice for SmackDown. Their their gimmick is we are the power of love, and we want to yeah. bring our power of love to, to SmackDown, and everybody. Ha and it's like they they make out every time they get a chance and whatnot. And it's uh, it's not gonna do. I, what, what bothers me is that I don't see him as someone who can skip NXT. Every, since NXT has come in, there have been three people that have skipped NXT. AJ Styles, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson. In the last five years. Everyone else, if you wanted a shot at WWE, you had to go through their NXT. Some kind of developmental. Kevin some kind Owens of, had to go. Nakamura had to go. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. Bobby Roode still, you know, still, still is. Move him up to the main which they pro they will. Uh, we can, you know, yeah, I keep teasing. We're going to get to NXT, I promise. Um, but Mike Kanellis and Maria Kanellis, he took her last name. That, that's kind of another thing that they're going with, and they're going to be a trend center because well, because they don't want they can't his real right real name. So they're like, oh, he took her last name. That's adorable. But you want to talk about gimmicks that are ready to fail? That's going to be one of them. Yeah. So the other singles match we have, uh, we have Shinsuke Nakamura versus Baron Corbin. Yeah. You know, um, which, my friends are going to be rolling over mad. I know. Doug, dis Doug despises oh. Baron Corbin. We have a friend of the podcast and one of our commentators despises Baron Corbin. I think it's funny because that's my kind of humor. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> I hope not. I hope Nakamura wins. I'll be yeah. the first to be honest. But if he doesn't, I'm going to be just as happy <laughs> just to see Facebook. Yeah. Just to be how bad he is. It just. <laughs> So, then we have a United States Championship match, probably the match of the night, easy pick here, AJ Styles, Kevin Owens. Yeah, AJ Styles match. defeated Kevin Owens at a house show to become the United States Champion at Madison Square Garden. The internet went, why did this happen? In recent days, it has come to light that, honestly, this was not, a, everyone thought it was Kevin Owens is in a doghouse, mm -hmm. Kevin Owens is hurt, something's wrong. You don't lose titles at house shows, yeah. you just don't do it. Mm -hmm. Um... This title, the United States title, hadn't been lost at a house show since WCW days, yeah. back in 2000. Yeah. Um, I think Terry Funk defeated Lance Storm. I said that. Um, but anyway, what happened was, apparently, Rusev is back. You know, he's doing the anti-USA thing. Yeah. Jinder Mahal is the champion. He's doing the anti-USA thing. They felt that Kevin Owens was kind of doing the face of America, and that was an anti-America thing. They had three heels, you know, at the very top doing anti-America things, they didn't want to do that anymore. So they felt like they wanted to do an, you know, to kind of switch it up a little bit. AJ Styles would go in as champion. Yeah. So he's the face. So, that's what it is there. Um, I just hope they give him some time and it's a good Oh, I hope they give him at least 15 minutes. Oh. Um, which, to be honest, there's no reason why they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, you know, I see AJ coming out with the title. Uh, and then we have a fatal five-way match for the women uh, to determine the number one contender for SummerSlam. Um, do you want her down? 
Because <laughs> I don't want to get bit again. You don't want to get bit again. I just scoot over, and that way she can't get up there. Oh, Jesus Christ. Just scoot over like a foot, and that way she can't get up there. She don't think she can fit on the bench? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, we have Charlotte Blair, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Tamina, and Lana. You know, it's an elimination-style match determining who's going to face... Um, I'm blanking on her name. The champion. Naomi, Naomi yes, thank you. Jesus Christ. Uh, Naomi's obviously the champion. She's not on the card. She's going to dis- determine... Which is cool to me. I enjoy, you know... Matches on pay-per-views that determine a number one contender for future pay-per-view. Yeah. Totally okay with this. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know who wins, though. Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, I, the easy pick is Charlotte Flair, because I think Charlotte versus, you know, Naomi at SummerSlam is, is the money match. Yeah. At least on the women's division on that side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely not Lana. Not Lana. We've seen that twice. Um, Tamina doesn't do anything for me. Natalia. Natalia, kind I, of a dark horse. I, 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 yeah, Charlotte would probably Charlotte, be the... I would the love lady. to see Becky Lynch beat Charlotte. Yeah. Um, that would make me happy. Now, Becky Lynch made Charlotte tap out on Tuesday. Mm. So, you know, uh-huh. common, you know, was that wisdom is that we've already seen it once recently. Yeah. We're probably not going to see it again. So, Charlotte is, pro- is probably going to win. the payback. She yeah. taps out, so she wins yeah. this week. Which, hey, to be, hey, Charlotte Flair tapping out on 205 or uh, SmackDown was kind of cool, too. You know, she doesn't have to win every match. Uh, then we have a flag match. One match we haven't seen in a long time between yeah, Rusev and John Cena. The flag match was it the, the Patriot Del Wills and Rip Hitman. Yeah. yeah. Jesus. Yep. Yeah. We've got two matches on this card we didn't, we didn't, we don't need to see. A flag match, I don't really care for. Yeah, I don't, I'm like, I'm tired of that. We've seen this, like, all my didn't life. Didn't they have Rusev and Cena, didn't they have a match at WrestleMania, like, last year? It was two years ago when he came out in the, the tank. tank. Yeah, because Rusev was hurt last three years WrestleMania. Yeah, it was awful. It was not a good match. The entrance was cool. That was it. That was good. I enjoying Rusev coming out on a tank. Yeah, that was cool, thumbs yeah. up for that. And then and and Lana was looking exceptional. Well, Lana looks exceptional a lot of nights. Yeah. Um, but she's got a lot of work to do in ring wise as well. I wish she would have stayed at NXT a little bit longer to work on her thing. But I understand she did. I heard she couldn't. Last time I heard she couldn't do in ring stuff because her back or something, and now she's. Yeah, she's, she's taking bumps. She screams a lot. She does her thing, and, uh, you know. Yeah, but she's nowhere up there with, like, Sasha. And no. Sasha. And look, she's she's got charisma. You know who she's is uh, getting better and better in ring-wise all the time that wasn't very good at first? Who's is that? Bliss. Agreed. Yeah. Um, she's getting way better in ring-wise. Yeah, I thought she came up a little early, uh, but I'm glad to say, you know, her charisma's out over the top. Yep. You know, she's one of the best. She's probably the best female mic worker right mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's hard to believe because she's so small sometimes. Yeah. But she gives such. Her energy is uh, such yeah, a high level. heat. Like when she's giving heat to Bailey and she's stomping on her, she does it with authority. You know yeah. what I'm saying? She, she makes, she's it, mean she makes it believable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and she's gotten better in ring wise. Uh, Bailey For and sure. Sasha have made her look better and that might, that might be more credit to Bailey mm-hmm. and Sasha. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I hope, you know, Alexa can stay around. She's 25 years old. She's also got a long way to go. Yeah. So, and then we have tag match. We have the Usos versus the New Day in a return match from their pay-per-view last month, um, for the tag team titles. Yeah. Does does the New Day have them? No, the Usos have them. The Usos, they made a big deal out of the Usos last pay-per-view because they lost by, uh, you know, by count out. You know, they basically got thrown out of the ring and they're like, no, we'll keep our titles and walk. Yeah. Which is a good way to, to you know, keep their build momentum. Up this is, momentum. This is, yeah. and I, I can see them fighting for the titles at that's yeah. SummerSlam as well. This, they are the two best tag teams on SmackDown, especially oh, yeah. now that American Alpha is no longer together. Yeah. Um, is somebody from the Revival hurt? He's back, uh, but he's on Raw. Oh, uh, the Revival, on, uh, who, uh, one of them broke his jaw. 
Dawson, like, I think. Doing a, doing a farewell NXT match, their last match in NXT, because they had just been called up after yeah. Mania, and then broke his jaw and was out six months. Dang. Yeah. So... But the Revival are back. Uh, they attack, they attack the Hardys on Raw. That, that's kind of like where they're going. Is Broken Matt there yet? Not yet. Do they get uh, Rice in the Broken Unit? He, they're close. They yeah. keep teasing it. I don't know if they if I the Hardys just don't care. I mean, Jeff, like he'll, he'll do the delete and then they'll pan off to the crowd doing the delete. Well, Jeff literally said two weeks ago after because the, they'd had the Great Balls of Fire match, which is a great match. I don't know if you've seen Great Balls of Fire mm-hmm. at all. If you watch one match, you watch that. There's a two out of three, or I'm sorry, there's a 30 minute Iron Man match mm-hmm. between Sheamus and Cesaro and the Hardys. I heard it was really Top good. notch. Yeah. Top notch stuff. Um, but anyway, the following night, the, Jeff Hardy literally said, well, guys, we lost, and I think I'll fade away and classify myself as obsolete. And everybody went nuts in that arena. <laughs> and um, so they're getting close. They're, depending on who you follow on the internet, some will say that they're close. Some will say they're not close. Well, uh, who came internet. up with it? Who, who decided who's broken? Who's not? Who? Who copyrighted it? And well, who's the now that they're with glo- now that they're they're Impact no longer is, Anthem. It's, it's Global Force. Yeah, because yeah, they're TNA's no more. Think about that. He Jeff Jarrett built the company, mm-hmm. sold the company, and then when the company went after he sold it and went in a shitter, he went back and bought it for way less than <laughs> what they paid. You want to talk about a brilliant businessman? Oh yeah, I mean he is. He's the absolute opposite of. I mean, he may like the people give him the bad credit about like he likes to drink or whatever, but I'm telling you what, that was awful smart of Jeffy, man. It really was. <laughs> I mean, he sold it to Hogan and Bischoff, right? Was that in... No, no, no. I think he sold it to Dixie Carter's oh, that's family. Their family, okay. the old company. Okay. Yeah, I forget and the Dixie, name. There's a name. I think he brought in Hogan yeah, and Bischoff. Remember when Kurt Angle was having um, that, that special announcement? As it, uh, uh, like, of course, I, a lot of us thought that it would be to bring back, bring Dixie Carter on Raw. We're just like. <laughs> Thank God it wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind you to be. Uh, well, the, she did a thing with the. Yeah, I don't know if you saw Kurt Angle did a yeah, 24. Okay. I said they will. They still will not say those three letters on the WWE programming. They, now they had it on across the ticker when she spoke. But mm-hmm. TNA. Yeah, TNA. They but they did not. There was one scene I cracked up where on the 24 where AJ Styles said, when we weren't with the WWE. Mm-hmm. Kurt Angle talked about how great Vince was. <laughs> he didn't say when we were at TNA. I'm surprised he didn't say when we were working around the world. Yeah. Yeah. Why um, advertise for people that are trying to put you out of business? Though? Yeah, you know, I get it. I it's get just... that too. And I mean, it happens on the indie levels. I've been on the microphone doing commentary for a, a group, and the people come to me beforehand and be like, okay, you can't mention this, this, and this. I'm like, you really don't want me to mention that one of the guys that's wrestling for you tonight wrestles for Lucha Underground. You don't want me to mention Lucha Underground. That's dumb. It would be different if I'm at Ring of Honor and you don't want me to mention PWG. You right. know what I'm saying? Then that's a different It's a thing. competitor. Yeah, that's different. But the, the people that I'm mentioning, like if I mention, I mean, I can understand that the place I was at, it would not be A either, as far as saying that. If that's who, what I thought. Who was, who was with Lucha Underground that you, were at, that you saw? I don't know if you can say. Oh, Joey Ryan. Okay. But yeah, I could. But don't he, mention Joey Ryan went X Y Z. Yeah, I couldn't mention that Joey Ryan was at was at what you call it. I just could mention he's a world traveled veteran. And okay. I'm like, this is really now. bad. You're, you're, you're <laughs> yeah, it's it's so dumb. It's just dumb. It's where people are so worried about their own brand and their brand is way below anything. I mean, it's. I don't know how to explain it. I told him afterwards, I was like, you know... I mean, if you want to think about yourself on the A-level, then don't mention the A-level. I guess that's kind of where you want to go with it, if you want to... 
I don't know if, it, if I'm trying to like pick at hairs here. Yeah, because the company that well, that it was just funny. They don't have anything. I mean, they don't have. They don't <laughs> even do like YouTube. They do like YouTube. That's it. They don't like really even sell their own DVDs. They don't really. Okay. I mean, you know, I feel like telling my. I feel like going. Okay. If I was to announce that this guy was on Lucha Underground, then maybe somebody may realize it that didn't realize it. People yeah. aren't casual fans of WWE that just tune in every now and then to Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. They're not going to remember the names and faces if it's not somebody huge, you know? Like, nobody will, even though he kayfabes everybody and says it's not him, mm-hmm. he just knows him. Mm-hmm. But yet he sells Mantaza Cuartos t-shirts. Yeah. Jeff Cobb. Okay. I mean, lots of people don't know that he's Mantez Acuerdo. Don't know that he's the big bad dude on Lucha Underground. Well, he's a mask. He wears a mask. Though, yeah, right? yeah. So it's kind of hard. Mask, you know. everything. Yeah, but he uses all that. I mean, when you once you see him wrestle for a few minutes, you're just like, like, oh, okay. What's funny in our interview, if you listen to it on our thing, he goes, he's a move still and son of a buck. Let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> which son I of thought, a buck? Yeah, which I thought was funny. He was cool. He was super cool. Yeah. Uh, but, um,. Back to the, the main event of the pay-per-view. The main event is another match I never thought I would see again. It's the Punjabi prison match. Yeah, I think this is going to be a good one. It's going to be the best one so far? Yeah. Out of the other two? How oh, better could it be than, I mean, it doesn't Kali have Kali in, in it. So, was yeah. in the other Kali two, right? was just, He's just not very talented. He, he, was just he took on Batista in one. Yeah. What, do you know, do you remember the Bite other one? Bite your tongue, I, man. Got great Kali killed a man in the ring. How talented did you got to be to do that? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That was in bad taste. Huh? But it was funny, though. Yeah. Gender, I'm like, I think gender will make, you know, we don't hinder gender. He's going to... Don't hinder gender. There you go. See, he's going to, I think he's going to make, he's going to make the match great. I think he's going to, uh, I think he's probably going to end up walking out with the belt still. He yeah. has to. He, Ma- uh, modern day Maharaja. I mean, otherwise it kind of makes his title run kind of irrelevant, right? Because, I mean, if that means, or if he loses, that means we're going to have an Orton versus Mahal rematch at SummerSlam. Yeah. And I don't know Yikes. if I quite want to see that. I don't... We've seen it three times now. Yeah. This will be the third well, time. If he wins, then who's going to get the shot besides Orton? Cena. If he wins... He's going to be the boy that... that the All-American that takes on the, the Indian, and we get... Because he's going to win at Battlegrounds. Did you just say... Okay, he is from India. Okay. Well, he's from... Well, he, <laughs> Excuse me. He represents India. Yeah. Where's he's he from, for real? He's from Canada. Canada. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Oh, is, is this news? I'm, I'm sorry. I don't even I know where know. in Canada. I didn't know. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. hilarious. Though. No, he, he represents India, you yeah. know, and he speaks fluent Punjabi. That is real. You know, he does have family in India and things of that nature, but he's born and raised in, in Canada somewhere. I, I could Google it. I had no idea quick. they still have, like, a caste system in India. Like a... A what? A caste system, almost. Oh, it's really? Like different classes of people. Yeah. Absolutely crazy. <laughs> well, there's 1.2 billion of them, right? Is that? Yeah, that's like the second biggest country besides besides China. China. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's there are a few people behind China, but yeah, there are a few behind China, and I thought U.S. had a run. We're not even close. No, we're not even close to either we one are of them. We're not close. I think they have. A we lot. don't need to be close for the record. We, no, we <laughs> don't. We don't. We have enough trash as it is here. <laughs> um, what you call it? The um, India doesn't have as much mass. Like like China, China's big. Yeah. You know, it's a big area when you look on a map. And I don't think India is quite as big as I thought it was. When I was looking, I was like, man, there's a lot of people for that small area. Yeah. But but we're not a, geography majors. No, no, and no. it's not a geography and, show. And no, and I didn't know when it comes to percentage per capita of civilians, not military, civilians in America. I 
I knew everybody knows who the top three are. Everybody knows, you know, where everybody lives. Everybody lives in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. Everybody lives in New York. Everybody lives in Chicago. But do you know who number four is? You'll be shocked and dismayed. Boston. Mm-hmm. Somewhere in Texas, right? Houston, Texas. Bingo. Yep. Houston, Texas. I was going to say Austin, but yeah, Houston. I thought it might be Dallas because I always think of Dallas as being the biggest city there. Mm-hmm. But Houston is huge. It's like a huge city. And I had no idea. And the, the thing is that it's really overpopulated. But they said that a lot of people, that because there was a, a lot of different opportunities for people, a lot of people that left Detroit had family in Houston. I'm like, that's insane. But there was like a lot of people that left because of the motor industry and everything that left 10 years ago, and now it's like a wasteland there. Oh. A lot of those people moved to Houston and just made it to where it's the, the fourth largest city in America now. Good for them. Um, Booker T runs up his, uh, his, I don't think he can... If you're in the WWE and you're working for WWE, you can have your own Fed, but you cannot be like, you can be like the CEO and go like make appearances, but you can't go do certain things there. You can't promote it almost? Well, you can promote it because okay. Tyler Black, as Tyler Black, mm-hmm. not as Seth Rollins, promotes the Black and the Brave Academy. Oh, where they in train Iowa? kids, yeah, where okay, they train cool. kids. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, so, but I've heard that Booker T has a uh, thing out there, and I was like, I bet Stevie Ray runs it. Yeah, I bet Stevie Probably. Ray runs it. Yeah. I think Ember Moon may have come out of there. I know she's from either San Antonio or Houston. Yeah, and then I know she had a she was up in uh, Ohio for a while with uh, AIW. Okay. Yeah. But what match are you looking forward to most on this on this pay per view? That like that. Well, you, I mean, you plan on watching it? I would like to. I don't know if I'll watch it tonight, tonight but, yeah. but I would like to. Wa- I want to watch AJ and Owens, of course. You know, that's an easy pick. To, yeah. You know what I want to watch. Um, I'm also curious. It's not. F- Featured, um, but Breezango's going to have a match with a mystery tag team. I don't know Uh-oh. if you've been watching SmackDown and all, but you, they, they've been doing these Fashion Files things, which to me are really, really freaking funny. Um, but somebody smashed their uh, their office a month ago, and we thought it was the Ascension. They, the Ascension turned out that they were just, you know, they were told to do this, yeah. but they had a higher calling, and, some, you know, the Ascension nobody really cares about right now. Um, I thought it was American Alpha before last Monday, because there were no really other tag teams that could have done this on SmackDown, yeah. but obviously that's kind of gone out the window. Um, so I don't, I don't know if they're bringing back a team. I don't know if two guys are just coming together. But Breezango will also, f- and anytime Breezango, I'm a big Fandango Tyler Breeze fan. Mm-hmm. You know, I like Tyler Breeze towards the end of his NXT days. I yeah. thought he should have gotten a little bit of a run with the strap. It wouldn't have hurt him. Yeah. But NXT is very strange with their champions. Like they, they get a lot right with their champions. Uh, some don't exactly. Pan out, <coughs> Bo Dallas, but that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, you know, now you say that you said Bo Dallas under your breath, and neither here nor there. He hasn't done anything since he went to. Uh, he got caught up. He hasn't really done a whole lot. It's not really his fault. I mean, it kind of is. But, but did you have a problem with the quality of his matches when he was in NXT? None. Me either. None. I think he did an excellent job as he an did, in-ring portrayal. He did it. I think he's overshadowed by his brother. I really, I really do, do as well. I think his brother, and you know, sometimes when you have. A legacy behind you, you know, yeah. it's hard. You I mean, know. Captain Mike Rotundo is his father, IRS, whatever you want to call him. Yeah. Uh, Barry Windham's his uncle. Yeah. Um, there's so many, like, there's other people that's related to, too. So, and of course, it's him, he has a sister, and then Bray Wyatt's his brother. So, yeah. I kind of wanted, I know it's cheesy. I kind of wanted Bo to be a Wyatt member, at least for a little while. I think it'd be cool. I think it would be kind of cool. Yeah, especially if they started, like, feuding for. The leadership of the yeah, family. it might be kind of cool. That and they need to get somebody besides like no offense, Harper can hold his own, and people say Eric Rowan. I'm not a big Eric Rowan guy at all. Not either. 
people say he did really good in Japan. I don't even remember him being in Japan, but that's just me. And Harper, like you said, can definitely go. Uh, Bray Wyatt on his own has not panned out either. Because uh, he got taken in the Raw shakeup. Yeah. He had a feud with Seth Rollins. He won the feud, yeah. which credit to him, but I don't understand a lot of his feuds nowadays. Yeah. He likes people, or he doesn't like people based on what they do. And what, I'm a huge Bray Wyatt fan. I Every time those lights come out, I'm curious on what he's going to say. But when you start losing matches, I lose interest. And I know wins, loss don't matter a whole, whole lot. But when you consistently see someone losing... It's okay for wins and losses to matter to you, though, as a person. Well, they do to an extent, but because that's what I remember most. A and B, when you start talking about you're a god and you're, you're the eater of worlds, you're, you, took, you beat up Undertaker and Kane and took their cheesy powers, and I love that shit. Mm-hmm. When he's, like, shooting lightning bolts out of his ass, it's great. But, you know, he, he took on, like I said, Seth Rollins... Because I don't know why I watch Raw every week. I don't know why he took still on Seth Rollins. Like anyone, yeah. He's now feuding with Finn Balor. I still don't know why. You know, Finn Balor's still kind of feuding with Elias Sampson a little bit, mm. which they're gonna go. I think they're fighting in a this Monday on Raw before SummerSlam. Um, I know Brian's shaking his head. I feel like they're just killing Finn Balor, man. Well, he yeah, he got the apparently Elias Sampson. He might be in trouble for this. He took the wrong guitar. He had guitar. He, he comes out with his guitar all the time. And he smashed Finn Balor's head, and it was not a, a fake, I, I guess, a fake guitar. It wasn't I don't know the what, gimmick guitar. It wasn't the gimmick it. guitar, and Finn Balor had, like, nine sti- stitches on the side of his head mm-hmm. from his guitar shot last Sunday, oh, wow. or Monday. Um, it's, it's hard because Finn Balor is fantastic, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes you kind of get put in positions where you're asked to elevate others. Yeah. And Elias Sampson, I enjoy Elias Sampson. I love his go-home heat, as, I like, as people like to call it. Um, because people hate Elias Sampson. I think he's enjoyable. I don't think he's terrible in ring. I think he's okay. I think he's funny when he makes fun of everybody else and things of that nature. But nobody wants to see Finn Balor versus Elias Sampson at SummerSlam. You know, they're billing SummerSlam as their WrestleMania 2. And you don't want your top five guy. I mean, Finn Balor's a top five guy. He's going to be taking on a guy that just came up from NXT, who a lot of people don't understand why he left NXT. Um... So, and he walks around and plays a dumb guitar. But you know what? It's an enjoyable guitar, at least in my world. So, you know. I can't stand the gimmick. You can't stand the gimmick? No, 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 it's awful. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fine if he's going to feud with... Aiden English? Corbin. <laughs> so he'd feud with Corbin. Yeah. He could feud with... Um, Luke Harper, yeah. Eric Rowan, but he doesn't need to be yeah, feuding. Yeah. Well, it's interesting. I actually thought it might be kind of cool because you got Bray Wyatt, Luke Harper, and Eric Rowan. He, big men, whether they're good or not. Yeah. They're huge men. I thought it would be kind of cool if Bray Wyatt got into some trouble with, like, maybe like a cruiser, not like cruiserweight, but maybe like a Sami Zayn, you yeah. know, a smaller guy. Yeah. And he's like, man, this dude's too fast. I can't beat him. Who do I get? I get Elias Sampson, who is, you know, 230, 240. He's, a, you know, much smaller than he the three of them. The Bray Wyatt and it would have fit that guy, little yeah. character. And I felt like maybe they could have done like even almost like a throwback to like Raven's Flock kind of thing. Oh yeah. They could have gone that route, you know. But fantasy booking will get me in trouble every single day of the week because I feel like I do it better than WWE. I know I don't, but I feel like I do. Well, you feel like you you know what you want to see and what you think would make sense and make money, right? And then when they do something completely opposite, you're like, uh, and it fails. <laughs> you feel like going, I told you, yeah, I told you. <laughs> you know, it could have been That's better. Right, yeah. WWE's had their share of bad gimmicks. Mm-hmm. Where's WWE logic when you need it, man? What's your, what match are you looking forward to, Greg? Uh, I said, I gotta go with the Punjabi Prison match. I, I said, uh, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton. Hopefully, like I said, 
this should be the conclusion to this rivalry. Because, uh, um, you know, while so I'm having very high expectations for this match, and, you know, hopefully we see something new at SummerSlam. Like I said, maybe he's seen Orton or something. But, yeah, yeah I think number one match is the Punjabi prison match. I think SummerSlam, it's both feds, right? It's yes, both yeah, sides. It is yeah both the, sides. the big four are going to be both sides. It's a different, it's interesting. Uh, there is a slight chance, because we don't, we haven't really seen a whole lot of it, but usually when you have a Money in the Bank winner, he's in your face a lot. And I feel like he, because he's feuding with Nakamura, uh, Baron Corbin's the, the Money in the Bank winner, there's a chance that he cashes in, you know, before Summers, and then you have Corbin versus, you know, Mahal or Orton. You know, say Orton does win for whatever reason. And then Baron Corbin comes out and cashes in after a, bru- a brutal match. You know, you got to take the Punjabi stuff up. Mm-hmm. And then Corbin comes in, and then you have Orton versus Corbin at SummerSlam, which people may or may not want to yeah. see. Uh, I'm not one of them. I don't really care about Orton a whole lot at this point in his you career. You don't really care about Corbin, I can, I'm a little, I've, I mean, I've told you he's gotten better, but if by no means is he, I have to he's not a, I mean, I you got to think, this is the headlining better. main event. You know, if you're a champion, you're going to make an event SummerSlam. And Raw is going to have a main event, some kind of Brock Lesnar versus, it looks like right now it's going to be Brock versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns in a fatal four-way match. Those are big wow, main guys. that's a bunch of turdage. It is a bunch of turdage, but though, hey, this outside of Samoa, I mean, you know, you don't want to put Samoa Joe in with turds, but, yeah. you know. I was hoping, I was disappointed he didn't win the title at uh, Balls of Fire. You knew he wasn't. And for a moment, I don't know if, I, if you call, I looked at you and when he had that Coquita clutch in for the second time, I'm like, there's no way they're going to give it to him, right? Like, for a split second, you think, no way, no way, no And then he hits one F5 and you're just kind of deflated. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, the thing, I like Brock Lesnar, don't get me wrong, but when your champion is not on TV a lot, it just takes away from the product. Well, it wouldn't if you had another belt that was up high, which is why when we were talking earlier about the Cena U.S. title invitational, Brock Lesnar was the champion when that was happening. Cena made that belt, because he saw it every week, way more important. Mm -hmm. I mean, can you name the the Intercontinental Champion right now on Raw? Can you name the Intercontinental Champion on Raw? It was Ambrose or Miz. It is a Miz. Yes, uh, he yeah, defeated the Miz. Still has it, but it, that's kind of like where you're at. You know, you should when your world champion is off TV. This would give you a bigger platform to put the Intercontinental title. You know what used to be the nobody US gives a shit about the Miz because he sucks. Well, the problem is, is very few people care so about many, Ambrose nowadays. There's oh, so many yeah, belts and things too, and like yeah. the roster split, I you know. It's hard to keep up with the champions, you know. You Renee involved. Young cares about Ambrose. That's all I know she does. She, oh, poor Renee Young. She got some terrible news this week. She got fired from both jobs, didn't she? Well, yeah, were, both her jobs got canned. Uh, she lost both. Uh, uh, I knew Top uh, of Smack got canceled. Uh, yeah, Unfiltered got canceled no, I know, as well. I know about Unfiltered. Yeah. Uh, and she's not returning to Total Divas. Uh, they replaced her as well. I forget who they replaced her with. Uh, well, they're bringing they Charlotte Flair. Yeah, I think it's it's no it's um shit. Give me a second because you got Natty, the Bellas, and you got Naomi who were like the core four. Uh, I think Lana's coming back, and then they're adding Alexa Bliss, Nia Jax, and Carmella. Or the, they're they're letting go of Renee Young, Paige, of course. And uh, someone Why are they letting go of Paige? Paige, they want to let go. Um, she may not have a job at WWE. Well, they want to fire her. 
They really, really do. Um, but her thing with her movie, Fighting With My Family, which is produced by The Rock and things of that nature, they feel like that could be some good publicity if she's still with the company. Yeah. They don't want to give her publicity and her family publicity if she's not there. So it's kind of a dick move by WWE, because she's cleared to wrestle. She hasn't wrestled in over a year. She had yeah. that major, I think it was yeah, neck and shoulder surgery. Or she was at Slammiversary. She was under a mask. In a luchador mask. <laughs> she, well, she was there to cheer on her man. Yeah. Oh, Jesus, man. And the thing is, I don't... All they have to do is give Xavier Woods a break from his uh, buddies at New Day Day and then bring Bradley, whatever, Maxwell... Oh, Brad Maddox. Brad Maddox back (laughs) and have all all three of them on Total Divas and... Just like print Let him money. go? Like printing money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have watch money. every single Thursday or Tuesday, whatever have, day you want to put have, out. Uh, have, have uh, what's his name? Who's the... Uh, her, uh, Del Rio put go on air? Have Del Rio and Maddox's <laughs> face going, I can't believe you did this. <laughs> what's really messed up is, rumor has it that someone in her family took her phone and leaked that stuff. Is that right? That's the rumor. I, I didn't see I, that. That's unsubstantiated and allegedly, so mm-hmm. don't... Say, you know, don't nobody sue me. <laughs> I'm just saying that I heard that, that they say rumor, it's alleged, it doesn't mean it really happened. Mm-hmm. It leaked the footage, and if so, that's, I mean, imagine your own family, that's awful. Well, I know they want to break, I know her family does, for a fact, want to break up Del Rio, or Al Patron, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. and Paige up. They don't like him. It's an odd couple. It's an odd couple. Well, well she's like 23? 20, she's young, 23, yeah. 24 years yeah, old, and he's, like, he's got two kids, and he's in his 40s. But he oh, is man, actually, I didn't realize he was, at, he was in his 40s, wow. He's yeah. like 41, I think he's just turned 40. I mean, he competed in the Olympics in, what, 06? So, I mean, you know, that was before he had any kind of wrestling. His uncle is Mil Mascaras. Yes. So, and then Mil Mascaras is Mexican royalty. I mean, like, they have movies. He's in movies and stuff, like, in Mexico. So, I mean, he doesn't go anywhere without the mask. And plus, he was Mexican wrestling royalty, you know? Speaking of wrestling, have you seen this? Have you seen this with Vampiro and Johnny Mundo? And um, Ricochet, this have you seen this? Any of this? In Lucha Underground. Lu- th- this is okay. You, they are in Lucha Underground. Yes. Um, I want to make sure I get this story right. Um, Johnny Mundo, John Morrison, Johnny Nitro, whatever you want to call him, took to Twitter, just destroying Vampiro, which Vampiro is apparently one of like the, the heads on Lucha, I believe. Right? I, yeah. I believe he's one of like the creative guys as well as not just a commentator, but he he runs a lot of stuff in the back. Um, Johnny Mundo is um, married. And his wife was the AAA, a champion of women's in uh, in Mexico. And AAA is kind of like the biggest wrestling yeah. promotion in Mexico. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Yes. I want to make sure I get all my facts straight. It's the not oldest in front of me. It, is, it or CMMLL is. Yeah. The, but they're, yeah, yeah. So Mundo's wife got hurt. Tara. Tara. Tyre. Tyre the, the Viking. Yeah. Is, that, is that her name? She, she got injured at a recent show, I want to say like a week ago. Mm-hmm. And, um... She could not defend her title at one of the shows that they were having. Um, it was told to her that it's okay, you can come back and make it up 30 days, 60 days and defend your title then. You know, it's not a major thing. They asked Johnny Mundo to bring her belt, you know, to Mexico and to the show to promote the belt. To, give it like, to do like a photo op with the belt and things of that nature. Vampiro took the belt. And then that night, Sexy Star won the belt. Oh. She was in a match and they gave the belt to Sexy Star. Outside of Mundo's knowledge and his wife's knowledge. Oh, wow. And Mundo lost his mind. You said, is this the AAA belt? Yes. The AAA uh, world, I guess the heavyweight, but I don't know what, they're not going to call they're it heavyweight, the female, but the female yeah. Yeah. Uh, big belt of AAA. And Mundo lost his 
mind on social media, and, you know, retweet if you think Vampiro's a piece of shit, well, apparently Ricochet retweeted it, and there was a couple other Lucha guys that retweeted it, and was trying to get this, so Vampiro took to Facebook and was like, I've been told to do things, you know, that by people higher than me, you know, if you hate me for that, that's okay, this business is not meant for friends, this is a business, and I've been told to do things that I don't want to do or don't like to do, and he's kind of trying to take the high road a little bit, but this feels like a very terrible situation. That, now I don't I don't follow Mexican wrestling at all, so I don't. I'm, I'm assuming this is a way bigger deal than any. I mean, I can't imagine this happening at WWE. You know, if like <laughs> freaking Alexa Bliss can't wrestle, and all of a sudden Nia Jax is the champion without her being there. Mm. You know, without her knowledge and things of that nature. I don't know if things like this happen often. I don't think they do. Maybe they, maybe they do in the indie scene a little bit more. Mm. You know, people just do shady, shady things. You know, I hope it all works out. I yeah. you know, wrestling is a shady, shady business, and that. And the thing is, Mundo probably, as soon as they said, bring the belt, we need the belt for certain reasons or whatever, his girlfriend or wife knew. She knew right then and there. She's mm-hmm. not dumb. I mean, yeah. it's a red flag. Mundo's just stupid. You know <laughs> he's just stupid, and then he's mad and cussing them out. Well, the reason that Ricochet probably retweeted that Vampiro is a piece of shit is because when Ricochet first started going to Mexico and getting a few things or whatever... He was, um, Vampiro at 22 years old was the golden boy in Mexico, and he was getting pushed through the moon, and that's where he started doing a lot of bad drugs, and he himself will tell you on the Cocabana podcast that he was Mm -hmm. on, he was like, I wasn't even a very good wrestler yet, and I was already doing things that like, um, he goes, there would be, you know... 15 women waiting for me, you know, and I could just sit there and have my pick at 22, when I walked out, he goes, I'm talking about beautiful Mexican women, you know, he goes, and I was getting handed cash from the Mexican mafia, and all kinds of crazy stuff, you know, and you know how much of it's true, how much of it's not, who knows, it wasn't there, mm-hmm. but I do know that in 1997, Ian Rotten brought Vampiro to the States before he ever wrestled in WCW. And I see him do the tumbleweed leg drop off the top rope in mm. Barstown, Kentucky, and I lost my shit. <laughs> I was an 18-year-old kid, and I was like, oh, my God, oh, I lost my shit. I was screaming and hollering, you know, and and afterwards we talked to him, and he was just, like, he looked and acted like a vampire. His hair was thick in the dreads, you know what I'm saying? He had the eye makeup on, yeah. and he was cut like a brick shit house, he was put together. He mm-hmm. was built, and people don't realize how big that guy is. He's a big dude, and I remember talking to him. He was really nice. He was real, real considerate and stuff. And he told us then he was uh, going on a tour to Mexico, and he was already been in Japan, already been wrestling. But he wrestled on first time he wrestled on American soil was for out of being itself, and then like two years later he was a man in WCW, mm-hmm. and he got all kinds of heat and stuff there for having a bad attitude and everything else. But people don't understand. He was like 23 years old. He was a kid. Yeah. You know? The same way with Ken Doan. You know, when you you give too much to kids when they're younger like that, um, that make the scene like really early. Like uh, you just said earlier about um, Alexa Bliss or whatever. She yeah. was only like 24, 25 years old. Yep. When people are that young and they have that much money and that much power, I mean, you got to look at The Rock. I got an argument with, what's his name, a uh, uh, buddy of mine when he was right, make on the road, one of the road trips I took recently. About the Rock coming to, he was at the Louisville Gardens as Flex Cabana. I remember that. 
And then I said, I don't think he ever really wrestled for OVW. I think he came and did a couple spots here and there when WWE was, like, in charge of OVW, you know. Yeah. like I remember Flex Cavana from USWA. Yes. Yeah. He came from USWA, and he was there. I said, but uh, OVW had John Cena. They had Batista. They had Brock Lesnar. They had Randy Orton. All those guys came from there, you know. So when people talk about OVW and the people that have been through them. Now, if you try to watch OVW now, is it my cup of tea? No, but they sell out Saturday Night Specials, sure. and they have a fan base that is rabid, mm. and they're bringing, <laughs> and, yeah, and they're bringing out new talent all the time. They got a kid named Tyler Matrix there, real cool kid. He came on here yep. a couple we weeks back. A, I owe him a shirt. <laughs> who's currently training with OVW? Um, Brian Pillman Jr. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, because he's, um, he's he's living in Cincinnati, and OVW is the closest. Yeah, okay. Some school to him, so. That's a, that gave me another reason to watch OVW again. Cool. Yeah, because he's a good kid. I, like, I loved Brian Pillman. I thought he was really good. I want you guys to stay tuned at the end of this because we're going to have an interview with Anthony Henry, um, Evolve star Anthony Henry. I cut a little while back. It's a little old, but that's okay. Um, it's going to be added on to the end of this. So make sure you stay and listen for Anthony Henry and also check out the pay-per-view tonight. Yes. Um there's four shows that I know of this week going on locally in the area. Uh, IWM It's House running Tuesday night, Thursday night, and then Saturday. They're back in Memphis. It's call it something else now. I mean, we just call it Memphis, but it used to be like the Memphis Flea Market. Now it's like the Memphis Traders something. And they're looking for new vendors. So you can probably hit up um, John Williams on Facebook, and then he can direct you to where you want to go if you want to become a vendor at the flea market there. But they also have wrestling there, and they're going to have their first show this Saturday night. But also that Saturday, this Saturday night at the arena is Grindhouse Pro Wrestling, Rudy Switchblade's promotion. Cool. And um, one of our own, one of our own uh, back row hecklers from the back row hecklers commentary team, uh, Zachary and Freddie are actually facing each other. Okay. So that's going to be a cool thing. Those are the guys that run the roaming camps for us when we have to go to shows and stuff. So um, I want to everybody chance if you have nothing else to do better and you don't want to and you want to go out to memphis go out to memphis and watch the iwa mid-south and if you uh are you trying to get drinking my coke tomar oh he's, you got a penis on your, uh, your <laughs> every time you say that i can't looking at it and then um <laughs> if you if you want to go to the arena and watch grindhouse pro wrestling and see rudy switchblade and see all the good work he's done with uh, the students and stuff there go, go cheer on the buffet brothers bring them guys some snacks bring them some candy <laughs> That's the name of them, the Buffet Brothers. Nice. It's a big, huge tag team. I'm telling you what, last time the referee pulled about 10 pounds of candy and beef jerky out of those dudes' pockets before the match. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. You know the ref checks them? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I can't just keep this one candy. I can't keep the snowball. He's like, no, you can't keep any of this. And so they end up throwing some of it to the crowd, but it was really good. Um, I think there's a couple other guys on there, like Royal Amada, a couple of the guys from uh, uh, back in the day at, at uh, Scott Cardinal, I think, maybe. Back in the day at OVW and things are, are going to be able to help out, help some of these guys. So I think it should be a good deal. And I'm not sure of any of the cards yet, but I know there is a card coming up in August. Friday Night South called So You Want to Be a Deathmatch Superstar. Oh, boy. Yeah, it's going to be good, man. It's going to be kind of eight guys who have maybe done a few deathmatches, but they're kind of like quote-unquote unknowns. They've not been in the big tournaments and stuff. And it's not a deathmatch tryout show. It's a legitimate deathmatch show where they're trying to go and get um, people maybe lined up for, you know, King of Death, Prince of Death, that type of thing. Greg, are you familiar with 
Deathmatch Wrestling at all? I'm not too familiar with no, that. I've been to one show. Yeah. I don't think I want to go again. <laughs> it's it's a fun time. Okay. Um, I have King of the Death this year on DVD. I go to If I go to a show, I buy your product. Yeah. Um, I have it. If you want to watch it, it's something special is the word I keep using. I got to do commentary with Eddie Kingston on that show. So all the commentary you hear for the matches, well, I'm the commentary color analyst for that show. So Yeah, it, it's brutal. Like, I hope yeah. you don't have a faint stomach. Some of these guys are walking around, looks like they walked out of a horror show. It does. Yeah. It truly does. But then, like, you will see them after the show just, like, kicking it. It's like the, it was the, it was a little strange moment because I know you so were, real, because yeah. you were talking to Eddie Kingston on a, on the, for an interview and Joshua really kind of took over the interview. What was, and I think we added on to 100 if I remember yes. served it correctly. And, uh, if you guys want to go back and listen to it. But in the background, you just hear all these deathmatch wrestlers just shooting the shit. And these dudes literally just made each other bleed buckets. Yeah. You know, and it kind of made it a little more, it, it made it me feel a little bit better watching it. Yeah. Because when you watch some of this, some of this stuff, you watch it and you go, there's no way that that doesn't hurt. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. You know, no I mean, way there's kids, yeah. There's them, oh. some, there's some sick shit in there that there's is a, just absolutely, like, you're watching this and you're just like, that's not normal. Like, that, nobody should be doing this to another human being. Like, I made the example, like, I can play a violent video game. I go to sleep knowing it's not real. I can watch The Walking Dead. Those people are fine in real life. These are people going through TVs. These are people getting powerbombed off the apron through light tubes that are, you know, super high and you, smoke's going everywhere and the glass is, mm-hmm. people are ducking out of the way in the, in the fans so they don't get hit by glass. And you watch this and you're just like, this is insane. Like, this is yeah. so, so just crazy. The non-death match card, the first match of the card was our good friend of the podcast. He's, uh, he's, he's uh, back, practically a heckler. Uh, Cole Radrick took on Marcus Everett. and Fantastic match. Marcus Everett takes off running across the very top of these, of where the, the black doors like where the curtain. It's almost yeah. like we're on top of a curtain. Yeah, he's probably about, I'd say maybe 12, 15 feet in the air. He takes off running across there and just jumps. <laughs> and, and lands on him. And then five minutes later, Cole picks him up. And jumps and turns around and gives him a tombstone into the front of a plastic chair. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just absolute. It's good stuff, yeah. man. It's truly when good stuff. When I asked him if he'd ever go to another one, he's like, man, I don't know. That's <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know. Joshua's like, oh, yeah, for sure, I go. I go. And Matt's like, I don't know, man. It was almost by the end of it, it desensitizes you. A little to, bit. To the violence, and you kind of don't want to be desensitized a little bit. But I've liked it. I've grown up with it. It's been around me. You know, I didn't take my kids till they were 15, 16. I wouldn't let them see that. Yeah, I wouldn't take Jonas to a show like this. No, no. No. It's not (laughs) just because of the blood and guts either. It's because they're not afraid to get on the mic and be like, I'm going to F you up. You know, there's no filter. They can say what they want. And it's, and they leave the ring too, and I can just see Jonas running around. You know, oh, yeah. when I see a two hundred pound dude, you know, splatting him. Oh jeez. Oh yeah, they tell you if the if the action comes your way, grab your shit and move. Yeah. Because the action, they will come right past you. Mm-hmm. Blood flying, hitting each other right in the face with light tubes. Mm-hmm. They had like a hundred light tubes hanging up, and in the main event, they were just pulling them down and hitting each other in the face, just one yeah. after another. And you until you hear you hear that you're like they're hitting each other in the face with light tubes, like. They were hitting each other right across the face with light tubes. Like, you know how, like, they do, like, the Cena, when he'll, like, hit someone and you boo, and then someone else will hit him in the face and you get a cheer? It was kind of like that, but with light tubes. And, like, they're just going to bleed a little bit more every single time. Oh, wow. Absolute insane.
insanity. And it's one guy, unless you're an electrician, you probably don't know what a gusset plate is. But a gusset plate's with the things that go on your wall that they wire electrical components around. But the, it's, a, it's a metal plate, and the back of it's nothing but sharp edges. And some jerk put about ten of them on the back of a guitar. And so this dude's playing the guitar, and he turns around and hits Dale Patrick, and he doesn't know. Doesn't realize it's on the back. There's guys on the back of the guitar. And the guy's head, oh, this is how big the cut was. Oh, it was. Yeah, they had to put like four tubes of crazy glue in there to get it closed. And the guy came out and wrestled wrestled another match. A barefoot thumbtack match after they gave. He looked like he had a gaping vagina on the top of his head. That's a bad comparison, but it was awful, horrible. But. Definitely come out and check out IWM Mid South. Come out and check out Grindhouse Pro Wrestling. Come check out EPW Evolution Pro Wrestling. They had a show this Friday. Turnout was not as good as expected because of the heat and everything else, but they're coming back in August. Bigger, better card. So definitely come check those guys out at the arena. I know it's hot out there. People don't want to go sit in a hot arena, you know, where there's no air conditioning and, and watch wrestling. I've done it my whole life, but like yesterday, I sweat through two shirts. <laughs> I put a third shirt home on the way home, but I just know ahead of time and pack shirts, you know. I, just, yeah. I know how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, drink a lot of water and everything else. Um, so they, go out and enjoy shows. I was going to say, speaking of independent wrestling, uh, we actually had some uh, people hit us up on Twitter mm-hmm. and ask us some questions, and we thought we would ask. Uh, so we, we're going to ask three questions, okay. or two questions. Um, this is from Charles Paula, who us up on Twitter. Right. Who do you think is the greatest heel of all time? Ryan, do you have an idea? On- uh, I gotta go with probably, uh, you gotta be the man, you gotta beat the man. Yeah. Ric Flair. Yeah. Greg, do you have a, f- a favorite heel or the greatest anybody, heel? I mean, don't get me wrong, I think some people may generate more heat here and there, but over sure. the course of his career, I'm gonna have to give it to Flair. I think he's probably, he set the standard for, for heels. He did. Uh, do you have a greatest heel? I, 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 gotta, I gotta go with the million dollar man, Ted DiBiase, because he was, I'm like, he was the type of person that everyone loved to hate, you know, yeah. he had money, and he thought that because he had money, he could buy anything in anybody, mm. I'm like, any, ain't from, I'm like, you hear about heel turns, he never turned heel, he was always, always heel. a heel, yeah. so it, it, from the laugh, you know, the demonic laugh, and the, st- the vignettes, you know, mm-hmm. you think about, uh, I remember when uh, he made a, with the kid with the basketball, the kid with the basketball, <laughs> Awful. I wonder if they told the kid about that beforehand. I don't think so. That I kid think, was going to cry. Yeah. Oh, it, that was awful. <laughs> and 80 kicked the basketball underneath him. Yeah, eight or nine. Yeah, yeah, you you don't get you the $100. <laughs> yeah. And then um, uh, I remember one vignette where he made a young Rob Van Dam kiss his feet. Yeah, so, I, like I said, best heel of all time. Yeah. Best heel of all time is, for me, is it's not a wrestler. It's Vince McMahon. The yeah. character of Vince McMahon, of the chairman of the CEO, yeah, dickhead boss. Yeah, he's the reason. Who doesn't why? have a dickhead boss in the yeah, lifetime? Yeah, but he's kind of the. Re- if you look back into history in hindsight, and you realize, I mean, when Bret Hart left, uh, under the circumstances, under the screw job, yeah. and things like that. I mean, we basically traded off the Bret the Hitman Hart to WCW for Vince McMahon, the heel, because he became the hated boss, and they made a character out of it. And he's, you know, I mean. Without Vince McMahon, there's no Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Yeah. Without Stone Cold, we might be talking about a WCW show instead of a WWE show today. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it, it's sure, that important. Yeah. So, for me, I mean, if if you want to go down the line, down the line, I mean, you could put Eric Bischoff in that conversation as well. You know, he was such a great heel, you know, owner and manager and things of that nature. But, you know, for me, the greatest heel in wrestling uh, is Vince McMahon. Uh, I wouldn't put Eric Bischoff in the same breath. No? Yeah, no. Well, he destroyed TNA. Don't care. Don't care? <laughs> 
So the other question was, you know, getting back to your point about the indie wrestling, is um, this comes from Taylor Bond, and who is about to attend their first indie show. And they want to know how, you know, if you can remember, Brian, and if you've been, Greg, to indie shows, do you remember your first show, and how was it, and did you enjoy it, you know, and go go from there? I think, um, I think everybody here was little kids when they went to the yeah. first show. Yeah. Maybe not indie show, mm-hmm. but, I mean, like, if you went to first indie show, I actually wasn't a kid, because the, first, the shows I went to when I was a child were all, like, Territory USWA, mm-hmm. which is kind of indie, but it was more of a territory. Yeah. Or WWE or WCW, you know. What about like your ECW experience? Would you consider that kind of because ECW was kind of like the original indie, no? Yeah, but they were number three, man. They yeah, had they a were. lot of talent. They had guys that were already been in the WWE that he came back and stuff, and that was in '98. Yeah. But I remember in 1996 when I walked in the door at IWM in South, and I was expecting Sabu was supposed to be on the card. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know any, hardly anybody's name on the card, but I had handed a flyer when I walked out of, of uh, at the Louisville Gardens, the USWA. So I went to the Kmart building on Dixie Highway, and the third match was a ladder match between two guys named Tarek the Great. I'm sorry, it was El Pegro, whatever the dog is in Spanish. And Pero? El Pero, El Pero, and Tarek, and um, American Kickboxer, and it was... A ladder mat, ladder match, mask versus mask. mask. Oh, that's a big deal too. Yeah, and they end up taking each other on, and El Perro lost his mask, and he became Tarek the Great. And I just remember the the ladder was probably eight feet, and it was on the inside of the ring. And I remember Kickboxer jumped from this apron, just jumped up off the apron, springboarded onto the ladder. The ladder swayed. And just as it swayed towards the other side, El Perro was standing on the other ring apron. Uh-oh. He jumped over the top rope, hooked his legs around his head, did a flip, and he landed on the concrete floor. And El Perro did a complete flip in the air as high as the top rope and landed directly on the floor on his back. Jesus. And it was like basically a triple somersault with a ladder, Hurricane Rana. And I remember I didn't have no friends with me or anything. It was just me. And I stood up and was like, Oh my God! Yeah. What did I just see? Oh my God! And I clapped for till my hands were almost red. I'm sure. I was just like, oh, I mean, the whole place is going nuts. And that wasn't even like the biggest move of the match. Like he sounds like it. No, no, no. There was another. There was another part where he jumped over the rope, over the ladder, like Jeff Hardy used to do with the leg drop. Mm-hmm. But when he did, he landed on the top rope. With oh, the, with the top rope, and he, he landed on his shoulders, and El Peril turned around and jumped off to the outside and powerbomb him through the table. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was absolute Ooh. insanity, man. And it was This the is 96? 96. Good grief. So we're it's talking a, 21 years ago. Yes, they were doing stuff then that, I mean, it was just insanity. And that was that was the, going to that IWA show that night, I have to honestly say, man, it changed my life. It was like, this is the kind of wrestling I want to be able to go watch and mm. see. Mm. I don't want to watch... Jerry Lawler and, and Bill Dundee, he pulled my hair. <laughs> oh, I'm hiding the chain. Yeah. You know, oh, uh, you know. Which there is a market for that. I don't mind seeing it once a mat, once a card, or twice a card. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now in, now in 2017, I don't want to see it at all. Yeah. Yeah. I like wrestling has evolved so much from back then. Like I said, oh. as far as indie shows, like when I was a kid, I went to a lot of USWA shows. Of, mm-hmm. like, you got those, you know. PG-13? PG-13. Brian Christopher. Um, yeah. Um. So, and those were uh, great shows, and I enjoyed uh, going to those shows. 
I had a my first indie show that I didn't know I was a part of was actually at WrestleMania weekend. Well, yeah. Joshua invited me to WrestleCon, which yeah. is Comic Con for wrestling. Mm-hmm. It's basically independent wrestling. Because let's be honest, WrestleMania is the biggest wrestling yeah. show ever yeah. Yeah. In, in America. I mean, you can kind of compare it to G One if you want, but in America, that's that's the end all be all. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of independent wrestling around that area because everybody there are casual fans in the area, and they want to make that money. And they want to make that money. I mean. We, I would think it was Elgin that was talking about. I mean, he was wrestling what five matches in three days or something like that. I mean, he worked a lot. Um, so my first indie show, they were doing a WrestleCon. It was at night. Um, it was the night before WrestleMania. It was the night before Mania, and it was a lot of fun. I met a lot of wrestlers. You know, hung out with them before show and the after show. Um, uh, <laughs> there was a couple of matches I did not know that what they were going to be at the time. I saw a triple threat between uh, Cedric Alexander, Trevor Lee, and Andrew Everett. Changed your life. And it literally changed my life. I mean, that was, it was the first match of WrestleMania weekend. Mm. And it was probably my favorite of that weekend. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it was absolutely wonderful. Um, and then, of course, I went and saw uh, the Battle of Los Angeles uh, later that year, which was like my first real, I don't know if that's a real versus not real, independent show. No, it is. It's not. Uh, so, and then that was an incredible, incredible experience. One I will never forget, just three days of it. Incredible wrestling in a super hot building, like Brian was talking about. You just sweat for days. You don't care. You're but you're with your hundred new friends. Yeah. You know, hanging out. You're all watching the same shit. You're all marking out. Mm-hmm. You're all losing your damn minds. So, you know, yep. you're just thinking to yourself, okay, after this match, I'm gonna get a bottle of water. After yeah. this match, I'm gonna get a bottle of water. And then finally, the, the <laughs> and then you get an intermission, and then, then, there's you, a, and then there's a line for water. Yeah, and then you go get your bottle of water, and you're like, okay, everything's so much better. Now. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we got one more question, right? Uh, it was just a comment from Elliot Spitzer. Love the show. Love your games. You guys are the best. Love playing along. That was nice of him. That was nice of him. You know, Tommy yeah. can buy a T-shirt next time he sees me at the show. <laughs> we have so, a couple of new designs coming out, so be on the lookout do. for that. We got one for the production team, which is, uh, in case you don't know, we do produce. If you have an independent show and you need your show filmed so that you can have a DVD to release, we have the capability to do that now. If you need commentators for a wrestling independent wrestling show, hit us up because we have the capability to do that now. So if you need someone to take your DVD that you filmed yourself, your product, and edit it together with your own commentary, we have someone that can do that now. So we have everything that you need independent wrestling wise to make your product accessible to the masses and we're very cheap compared to a lot of the other people out there we are very cheap we're doing this to get our name out there we're doing this to expand our business we're doing this basically because we want back records to be more than a podcast we want to be something that when people talk about they're like oh man you know uh mouse's wrestling adventures that's a guy who takes some of the best pictures out there and if you're not up with him, go to his Instagram page and check out the pictures he's taking. It shows he uses some very unique, I don't know much about photography, but when I see some of his pictures, it almost looks like water, like watercolors, like paints. Mm. And it's just fantastic. And it's just from where he is taking that picture and, and being able to do the things that he can do with it. Um, KJ Designs, got to say, one of my best buds. He's a good dude. Duncan, he, uh, he does a lot of cover DVD covers and flyers for wrestling shows and he is the guy that is on the Back Row Heckler's production team that will handle all your editing needs if you need him make sure you hit him up or hit me up and I'll direct you towards him and uh, we got a lot of big names coming up as we're speaking right now 
Chris Class is already in the works. I think sometime in the next week, he is going to be cutting an interview with Donovan Dijak. So look for that to be on an upcoming show. Um, and at the end of this show, like I said, we have an interview with Anthony Henry. So definitely be looking forward to that. Let us know your opinion on Twitter, on Facebook. Let us know what you think about the pay-per-view tonight. Battleground it is? Yes, Battleground, let us know what you think because we're always interested in hearing what the fans think about shows coming up. And let us know if you plan on wa- if you if you don't plan on watching this, are you planning on watching um, Game of Thrones? Yeah, what, yeah. What are you doing? And also let, let us know if you what, what your picks are, what you think is going to happen for Survivor Series because that's right around the corner. Summer, Summer Slam, right around the corner. I always get those two mixed up. That's all right. They got the S's. And- it sucks, man. So Survivor Series is not what it used to be either. You know, I don't want to end on a down note, but Survivor Series was a really cool pay per view back in the day, yeah. and it is so watered down now. Yeah, so many Yeah, it's it's hard. Speaking of watered down, before we get out of here, you're the only man I know who watches 205 on a fairly regular basis. Um, what is your opinion of the product? Do you see it lasting any longer? I really don't. I'm like, if, if you know the. We had high expectations for 205, especially by seeing the Cruiserweight Classic. Mm-hmm. Yes, you compare 205, I've been watching like a lot of WCW stuff on the network because mm-hmm. I didn't really watch WCW at the time. You know, I was more of a WWE person, but you watched the Cruiserweight division back then. You know, Psychosis, you know, uh, Eddie Guerrero, Malenko, and those matches. And, and, you, and you try to compare that to 205. It's just not a comparison. It, it just doesn't cut it. And then, Look at the Lucha Underground. Oh my gosh, they're, they're, they have so many awesome matches. The young thing, you try to compare it to 205, is just like, I'm like, I just don't see it surviving yeah. as long. Um, maybe another year. Yeah. yeah. It was interesting. Uh, I noticed on Raw this week, because on Raw they always change the rope colors for the 205. They did not do that on Raw this week. Mm. I don't know if that's a sign of they're not doing the ropes, nothing to make of it. Or if it's legit, like, they're not going to, you know, mention that it's a different brand. You know, if they want to bring those cruiserweights and make them fight other guys, yeah. I'm all in favor. Yeah. You know, there, there are interesting matchups there. Um, like you said, I, I see it floundering, yeah. if not failing, within the next year. Uh, especially, I mean, they don't... WWE is fairly basic in their storytelling. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's usually good guys versus bad guys. Mm-hmm. In today's world of cruiserweights, that's not what it needs to be. Their in-ring work will tell the story enough. Mm-hmm. And I feel like every time I watch Raw and SmackDown, they talk about what's coming up on 205 Live. Check out Titus O'Neil as the manager. Great. Of Akira Tozawa. Check out Sasha Banks with Cedric Alexander or Alicia Fox with Noam Dar. And it's all these other outside people yeah. trying to get more interest in these guys who they don't want to put on the microphone for whatever reason. I, I don't I know they're not the best promo cutters. I mean, outside of Neville, I don't know if there's anyone that has a whole lot of experience on the microphone. Um, it did give me exposure to some people that I had never seen before, like Jack Gallagher is an absolute wonderful human being. Um, and some of these other dudes on there, like the, uh, Arya Tavari, I thought is really good. Uh, Mustafa Ali, I found really, really good. You know, So I'm hoping that they stay around and they can you know develop these guys a little bit more. You're not um, a Noam Dar guy, though, are you? I'm not. Now, he's another one who's young and who's like 22, 23 years old. I know Joshua likes him. I think it's funny when he says Alicia Fox, but outside of that, I don't think he's that great in ring. Um, I've been told he's much better. Uh, what Culture Wrestling, who I've been watching a lot of on YouTube, will swear by that dude. And those guys know way more about wrestling than I do. They own, they own their own wrestling promotion. Um, so, uh, 
with Austin Aries leaving, do you see anyone else beating Neville <laughs> before they go under her? Uh, no. Really <laughs> Is he just going to run the division and then that, that's going to yeah, be it? Yeah, I'm like, I just don't... There was a, I don't see that. There was an internet rumor, and take this for what it's worth, Alistair Black might come up and challenge Neville. Uh, from NXT, is he cruiserweight? He's two. He is exactly two hundred and five pounds. Um, they, they, they should do a storyline where he wins a cruiserweight title, and then he's like two hundred six. Well, like we make the joke. I mean, I made the joke last time. I mean, Neville. When you look at him, he's not two hundred and five pounds. Yeah. You know, he's two forty, soaking wet. You know, I swear he's so much bigger than the rest of these other guys. Mm-hmm. You know, he just looks so much bigger. I mean, he's got. You know, I mean, so it's just like. I mean, they tried making Bully Ray 275 once upon a time in the X Division, you know, which was funny. But it's just, it's hard when you have all this talent. And you, we had such, I mean, the, the Cruiserweight Classic was fantastic. The UK tournament was fantastic. The Mae Young Classic, I'm assuming, is going to be fantastic. Oh, yeah. You know, that's coming out later this month. They've already filled out the field. Um, yep. I'm not going to go over it today because there's things that have happened and I, I really don't want spoilers. I want to watch this as it happens. Mm-hmm. Um, Mae Young Classic's all female, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, and there is some great talent in there. Oh, yeah, Candice LeRae. Candice LeRae's in there. Uh, yeah. Kimberly's in there. Um, Santana Garrett. Yeah. Uh, uh, Tessa Blanchard. Yeah, Tessa Blanchard. And they got uh, Crazy Mary. I don't, I'm trying to blank it on her name. I think it's Sarah Dobson, I think is what she's going as yeah. in NXT. So they have some names in there that I'm super excited to see. Um I don't know if they're going to bring any of them up to the women's division. I mean, they already have their own division, yeah. so it's not like you know they can make their own thing out of it. Um, they're coming out with a of a UK show at some point because the tournament was so successful, and I'm yeah. sure they need another reason to water down stuff. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I'll tell you what, though. Outside of uh, uh, I know we're totally derailing on the 205. Um, the NXT, the last NXT show uh, between uh, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne. I don't know if you, have you seen this? Tyler Bate and they had the UK uh, championship match at uh, yeah. last month's NXT, yeah. uh, NXT yeah. Chicago. Yeah. And I don't know if you've seen it, but that is WWE's five star match of the year. Oh, yeah. So that far. That, that's the match. That's of the, the year. match that everybody wanted. We watched it here. Yes. And I was like, man, these guys are having an indie match. Like they crazy. did. It was so wonderful. Um, there's a rumor that they might bring in Trent Seven and they might make a triple threat for NXT Brooklyn. Um, and they get to do it all again, so we'll see. You know, NXT, that's a couple weeks away as well. They've got a couple matches already signed up. Uh, Drew Galloway is the new number one contender. Oh, I think he, he's the one to take a title from. He could. Him. He could take it off of Root, and Root can move up. Yeah. Um, I know you love Galloway. Yeah, you don't like. I hate McIntyre and stuff. I mean, Drew McIntyre. I call him Galloway. Never liked that guy. I've always enjoyed Galloway. I think he's a great talent. Yeah, always the name on his birth certificate. There you go. <laughs> People always mess with me because I like, um, there's, when I like somebody, I'm not afraid to tell the person, you know, like, talk about who I like. Mm-hmm. So, I hear shit all the time about liking Zack Sabre Jr., and then everyone wants to say, oh, well, this guy's good, but, you know, he's way better than Zack Sabre Jr. <laughs> you know, last night we're I can't eating. say Drew McIntyre's better than Zack Sabre Jr. because that's apples to oranges. I mean, that's two the, totally different people. Yeah, that's what I had to hear about last night was, uh, first was Sean Benjamin was better than 
Yeah, except Richie. <laughs> because my boy Mouse, that's his favorite wrestler of all time. Yeah. And the second no one. No disrespect to Shelton Benjamin. Uh, I'm no. going to disagree with that statement. Yeah, Shelton Benjamin's good, though. I think that if he would have had a better chance, he could have went a lot farther. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, he, like I said, his mic skills were very great. That's why I don't think he got the push. That's exactly what that what Mouse was talking about. And then uh, my boy, our boy Cole Radrick, if you don't know him, you know he loves Pete Dunn. He, uh, the, the bully weight or whatever, bruiser weight. Bruiser weight. He mm-hmm. loves that guy. Pieces, and he's always. Dude, he's, he's good, man. He's got nothing. He's like, yeah, but your boy Zach ain't got nothing on him. That's fantastic. <laughs> and he, well, he does it on Zach? purpose he, just to mess with us. Maybe like Because right I know Don's 30. a baby. Yeah, he's like 23. They're, they're all, I mean, they're yeah, all baby. Yeah. I mean, Tyler Bates, 19. Uh, or 20. He's 20. Yeah. Yeah, yeah whatchamacallit's uh, like uh, the one that everybody loves. Who's the guy that everybody loves? Uh, Will Ospreay? Yeah. He's like 20, 21, 22. Yeah. Yeah, he's a little, you know, young kid. So. Yeah. Look at these guys at 10 years. We got 10 more years of watching these cats. So. Hopefully. Yeah, Hopefully. so somebody recently was, uh, I forget who was, somebody recently walked away, and I was really sad about it. I was like, oh, man, I really like them. I forgot who it was. It wasn't Austin Harris, was it? No. I know how you much love how much you love Austin Harris. I, I don't mind. I love watching him wrestle, and yeah, ring-wise, he's really good. But, yeah, I've heard that, too. But uh, I've heard he's not the nicest human being you'll ever meet, though. Everybody says he's a fucking asshole. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. I thought be. it was because Dixie Carter was coming back. Dixie Carter's coming in, now Austin Aries is like, fuck this, I'm out. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't blame him. <laughs> I really don't. Dixie Carter just to stay away from wrestling. I don't want Dixie Carter. Which is part of the reason why I think a lot of people were happy Jason Jordan was the kid yeah. of Kurt Angle, going back to the beginning of the show. Yeah. Uh, everybody thought, because they were in Nashville, on um, Raw, and everyone was like, please don't be Dixie Carter, please don't be Dixie there was a there was a there was a poll conducted on my, an, an internet group that I follow and I can't remember offhand. I might have been still real. They were like, "Were you happy with the outcome?" And fifty seven percent said no, they weren't happy. But forty three, hey, when you're split down the middle though like that, you've done something well done in wrestling. When I mean, you're you're that you're that close to fifty fifty because let's be honest, when everybody likes the same thing. Wrestling's not nearly as much fun. You know, that's why we're here. Or if everybody and their mother's hating it. Yeah. You know, if it's like eighty seven percent disapproval. Right. Like our president. But anyway. Um, uh, side note. <laughs> <laughs> but I want to thank all you guys for tuning in and listening today. Like I said, stay tuned. We're getting ready, getting ready to hear Anthony Henry. As long as I can get this computer going, it's giving me fits right now. That's why I haven't been talking while they've been talking. I apologize. That's all right. I do want to thank Greg for stepping in. Always welcome here at the Back Row Hecklers. You got a seat down here at the other side of the tracks. And um, let us know what you think, fans. Like I said, if you do, even if it's not about the pay-per-views in WWE, if it's about a show, uh, indie show you attended. We want your opinions. Yeah, send them we in and let us know. Say, hey man, I went and recently saw a show at, you know, Blank and Blank that you guys recommended. Uh, it yeah. was it was excellent. I went to OVW, I had fun, you know, or whatever. Let We're on know. Facebook, pretty active. We're trying to get more active on Facebook. We're fairly active on Twitter as of recently. Yes. Yeah, thank you Chris Class for that. Yeah. And Joshua. Uh, we have an Instagram. You can hit us up there. Um, we're not nearly as active as Instagram as I'd like to be, to be 100% honest, but, you know, we're getting there. Stuff happens. Yeah, happens. so, but yeah, let us know what you think. We love hearing from you guys. We want to keep bringing you guys part of the show, because without you guys, there's no reason for us to do this, so. Exactly. And I uh, also want to give a real quick thanks out to Freddie Hudson and Zachary Pittman, and also to... Corey Barlow, those three guys have stepped up recently and helped us out with roaming cams when we didn't have people to do roaming cams at shows, so I want to thank you guys, and they're doing it for like, 
next to nothing, a bottle of water and a hot dog. You know what I'm saying? Right. Because we're not really making that much to where that we can hook these guys up right now. But they know, rest assured, that you know we'll take care of them when we can. And I want to thank them because they're getting experience too. And, and thank you guys for stepping up to the plate, especially uh, Corey's just done it once, but I still want to say thank you to him. But Zach and Freddie especially, as soon as I asked, I went to Rudy's school and asked them, both those dudes just jumped up. You know, they're like, yes, yes, we're ready. Let's do it. So, Cool. And uh, for the rest of you guys, uh, Matthew, yes, have sir. a nice one, man. And uh, we'll see the rest of you guys out there in the back row. I forgot your Twitter question. Do you have a Twitter question? Uh, I was basically asked between, like, your favorite heel and the independence and things of that nature. So we'll definitely go with that route. Okay. You want to ask it real quick? Or you already asked that? We're good. We're good. Okay. Because <laughs> we'll usually, I, as soon as I turn this off, usually he goes, thanks for... <laughs> I do that because I love you. <laughs> That's why I wanted to remind before I let go. Now we'll see you guys in the back room. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, Big B back again here with right after Blood Rising, Bad Blood Rising, sorry, for Ida B Mid-South. I have with me Anthony Henry. How you doing, sir? I'm very well. Uh, thank you for having me on the show. No problem. I will try to make it quick. I know that earlier I heard a rumor that there's a flu bug going around. A lot of people aren't feeling too good. But I'll tell you what, uh, you took on Hafia Myron Reed tonight. And a lot of the fans in attendance, and uh, I'm not really supposed to say this because I commentate, but I'm, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It was, it was my match of the night, too. Awesome. I appreciate it. Uh, it's always cool to, you know, come into, like, a new area and, um, you know, have a match like that and people are into. Um, so, yeah, I mean, appreciate it for sure. And, uh, I hope everybody enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. I think it was good because of the fact that uh, last time we saw you here, you was uh, you actually got to be a, a face where this time you came and you got to be the heel against Myron, so we got to see a little more aggressive side of you. Right. And IWA is the kind of place where you can look at somebody and say, fuck you, where other wrestling places is family-friendly, right. which that makes a difference sometimes. Believe it or not, it really does. And you can uh, alter your match and you can interact with the fans on a different level. Sure, sure. So, I mean um, – I definitely knew that, obviously, coming in. I have somewhat of a history with IWA. I um, did the tryouts, like, back in, like, 2009 and did a couple shows afterwards. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then obviously, came it came up recently, I think, last month and um, did a couple spots. Um, so, yeah, I kind of knew that about IWA. It's a little bit different. I figured uh, Myron, with all the stuff that he does, you know, he'd probably be the, the, the upcoming baby face. And, oh, yeah. Um, to some degree, I think it worked. Uh, but, I mean, as long as the fans are in it, I don't care uh, so much about that. Like, I'm going to be me, and uh, whether I'm really, like, trying to be a baby or heel is irrelevant, irrelevant because I'm just being me, and, like, I'm a dick sometimes. Especially if I was fighting somebody, I'd be a dick. So, you know, um, the fans were into it. They were going back and forth, and, like, it was a good time. So, Yeah, I think it's kind of funny sometimes. Some of the fans are like, oh, Roman Reed. But every time they do, he makes his face like, fuck you. Yeah. Um, the kid's coming up, man. He's doing really good. But the thing is, every time I turn around and look on, on my uh, Instagram feed or Twitter feed or, or any of that stuff, you're one of the people that I see on there all the time on shows, you know, uh, coming up. Right. Where uh, is there any place that you haven't got to wrestle yet that you want to, excluding, like, you know, the, the Fed or, yeah. or New Japan or Ring of Honor, you know, where, where, any place besides, I want to say, like, smaller indie-wise, because yeah. everybody wants, you know, 
those those places? Sure. I mean, there, there's definitely a few. I've gotten the opportunity to work for a lot of great places. You know, I've I've done stuff for Evolve. Um, I have stuff upcoming, possibly for Evolve. We'll see what, how that works. Um, you know, uh, I've done CZW a few times. I was in Best of the Best uh, both uh, both years these past two years. Yes. Uh, so I've done those. Um, you know, so I've had some good opportunities, and uh, I've gotten to travel a lot. Um, you know, make some decent money. There are a couple places that you know I still want to get at, and um, let's see if I was to name them off. Uh, you know, maybe obviously AAWs in Chicago is a great place. I've worked for freelance, but I haven't worked for AAW. AAW is almost like the the PWG of Chicago. Now. Sure, it really. Yeah, is. and and uh, I have talked with them, and they didn't just didn't uh, you know match up. But hopefully, that's something that happens in the future. Also, uh, Glory Pro, which is Michael Elgin's new thing. Yeah, that's a um, brand new thing going on. He's uh, also hit me up, and um, so again, the dates just haven't worked out yet. Be but I'm, fun. but I'm, yeah, I'm sure it'll happen. And then maybe the last one that I can think of right off the top of my head is uh, maybe like AIW. Uh, you know, I've seen, yeah, yeah. So I've seen some of their stuff, and other than that, like I, like I said, I've, you know, I. Yeah, you know, like like you said, not don't name you know bigger places, but as far as like I guess the smaller level or yeah. you know, lower tier uh, indies, those are the ones. Yeah, I guess. And the people always talk about PWG. You now they want to get to PWG. They want to get there because um, it's one of the places still where, even though there's only 400 people once a month there, mm-hmm. as soon as that that the trailer hits. Then they're they're instantly selling ten thousand DVDs still, which is absolutely crazy. Well, actually, more digital downloads now than it is DVDs. Right. But still, everyone has their own streaming service now. It seems yeah. like, and everyone has their own way of getting the wrestling out there to the fans. And I think that's a good thing. Like people don't understand. They're like, oh well, the ratings may be down for Raw or SmackDown. Yeah, but more people are watching even the free stuff on YouTube, and and then things that are supposed to not be free end up on YouTube, and they have yeah. to worry about getting them down or whatever. Like uh, PWG matches after probably six months, you can see all that stuff. Someone put it on there, and after a while, they just don't care. You know, like yeah. the, the newer stuff they don't. Um, IWM Mid South is the exact same way. I mean, when this, if you're not, you know, there's maybe 150, 200 people here. On bigger shows, there may be more than that in this little place in Jeffersonville, Indiana. But as soon as the digital download drops for SmartMark Video, boom. You know, you're getting seen by people overseas and everything. There's people that line up to buy this DVD because they've been around 20 years. Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of places like that. Um, if you had a choice and you were go- uh, of people that – I know you're probably you're like, I-, I just want to work the best, you know, the, right. because you appear to me as one of those guys that – is going to rise to the occasion. The better person, the, the the better caliber of worker that you're wrestling, you'll rise to that occasion. Compared to say you get put in there with somebody who's kind of green, doesn't know what they're doing or whatever, you're going to be able to do better against a better person. That's just natural. Right. Is there anybody out there that you haven't got to? Uh, well, when did you start wrestling first, real quick? I hate the kind of questions like that, but that way the fans know. Yeah, so I've actually been around for a while. Um, you know, actually, we were talking about this earlier in the back. Is, um, like, Myron, for example, um, there's a lot of guys that are coming up and they're getting a lot of exposure early on in their careers. And I feel like what you kind of touched on is very true, is that um, the whole uh, wrestling industry has changed in a positive way, uh, especially when it comes to independent wrestling. There's so many uh, places out there now that are great uh, companies have great talent, and you can learn a lot. Um, you know, when I was starting uh, coming up in 2002, um, 
I worked for NWA Wildside. I trained there. And, you know, that was a decent place back then. That was, like, kind of a somewhat, you know, a big indie at the time. Oh, you, yeah. had, you had CZW. You had IWA kind of around. Um, you know, so there were a couple places, but now you have places like PWG, AAW, you know, you got Evolve, you got Ring of Honor, and there's so many options, and uh, just so many, and everybody's good now. Like, not everybody, obviously, oh, yeah, but, but then, then so many. Whole, you got the whole UK scene. Yeah. You got a scene in Canada that people don't even know about. Sure, you know, C4 and um, uh, Alpha One. All the guys up there that come over there that are, uh, they, they came here, you know, you've seen the Monster Mafia. Yeah. And there a couple, uh, uh, Speedball Mike Bailey, I think he's. Yeah, not coming to the states right now. But right. all these different guys, they came from there, and uh, it was even more. You know, people don't understand that Elgin came from Canada. Mm-hmm. Who was your trainer back in 2002? Uh, Todd Sexton and uh, Sal Renaro. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sal Renaro is an old school guy. From, sure. From uh, IWA Mid South, I've yeah. never seen him back at the old Kmart building. Yeah, he did a couple of, of uh, spots with IWA as the Todd Sexton. He was in one of the TPIs, I know. Oh, okay. Uh, 2004, maybe, or 2003. Yeah, it's crazy uh, that you've been around that long. I, yeah, and, and like I said, no that's that's the thing is like nobody knows that you've been wrestling for. But it's a different. Years. Yeah, it's a different landscape now because guys get better much quicker now than uh, you know when I was training and starting out. It took me, 2012 was kind of like when I started getting a little bit of buzz around my name. Yes. And, uh, you know, from there, it, it kind of took off over the years. And it's taken me all this time. And I, like I said, I think that's just because of the, the way things are now. Yeah. Well, I understand. Is there any guys out there that you haven't had a chance yet that you would like to, like, man, you know, if I think of me and this guy got in the ring, we would absolutely destroy it. I'm just waiting for that time. Yeah. Um. I've been fortunate enough to wrestle some of the best wrestlers in the world. Um, you know, me not being from here, maybe some of the fans around here don't know that, but, like, I've been in the ring with Tommaso Ciampa on three separate occasions. I've been in the ring with Sammy Callahan. I've been in the ring with Roderick Strong and, you know, David Starr and Chris Hero and uh, Leo Rush and so many guys. Um, and at this point, um, if I had to name a couple off the top of my head, Keith Lee is doing big things now. Yeah, um, so him, uh, maybe ACH, uh, you know, he's he's solid as well. Oh, yeah. Um, I've worked Zack Sabre. Um, it's one of my personal Pete Dunn, yeah, Pete Dunn, Tyler Bate, all those guys coming up from the U.K. I'd love to get in there with them. Um, those are the ones off the top of my head. Okay. Yeah, that's a good thing because you always want to get in there. Uh, I noticed earlier I was talking to Mitchell Marcus, and I was talking about how you were talking about how, how wrestling's evolved and changed, mm-hmm. just even from 2009, 2010, 2011. Sure. It's changed and evolving. It's one of those things that always is. And there's a good and bad to the younger guys again coming in and, and getting elevated. Um, I mean, I guess there's a right way and a wrong way. Who, who am I to pass judgment on anyone? I'm here mm-hmm. to, to call the matches. But I, I know sometimes it probably has to be hard in a locker room knowing that you know, you've been there a long time and then you you go somewhere that's why you is there a place that you consider home it's like oh yeah yeah definitely uh pwx when i call off those matches that you know i just uh mentioned with all those guys majority of them were um so pwx did a lot for me in terms of like getting me out there because people saw me in these matches and they're like holy crap you know like this guy is in there and he's these matches are awesome so you know i he can go um so pwx is like my name my main place um i'm the champion there um, now that happened a few months ago. Uh, also, XWA has become a new home, which is a place up in Rhode Island. Um, uh, actually, it's a pretty cool place. I didn't know much about it, but um, 
Tommaso Ciampa and a lot of guys like is I don't it know near that Providence. Right yes, now, yes. <laughs> so <laughs> so crazy because I've been listening to a podcast called Crime Town. Uh huh. It's all about like the mayor, Buddy Seance, Seance or whatever. How back in the seventies and eighties, Providence, Rhode Island, it was like one of the biggest mafia cities. Oh wow. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> it's just interesting. With that. Yeah, yeah. No, but that that's. That's a really cool place, and like uh, oh, yeah. their school even like has Mike Bennett and JT Dunn as trainers. Oh. So like I fly up there, you know, pretty much once a month, and I have a good time. And so that's definitely a second home. They take great care of me. That's good. It's good to have places like that that you go home. And then I'm sure that the fans here at IBM in South want to see you a lot more. I thank you for letting me talk to you. I ask you for about sure. 10, 15 minutes. And- I want to thank you for taking time out. I know you like said, don't feel well, and plus you just got over your match, and I think they're getting ready to. Everyone's getting ready to get their pay envelopes. Yeah, and we're ready to break out of here. But yeah, we, man. We do have episode 100 coming up, and this will make sure that this plays at the end of episode 100. Oh, want to add one thing because I don't want to leave anybody off. Um, Gabe Sabowski, um, I probably murdered his name, but um, Sabowski, uh, <laughs> Sabowski, Sabowski. There you go. Yeah. That dude's awesome. He's done a lot for me recently as well. I've done some, like I said, the Evolve stuff and yes. Style Battle and uh, FIP and all that stuff with WWN. And that's also, I would say, a third home for me. Like, it's a gotcha. great atmosphere and they do a lot for me. So, very uh, fortunate. Yep. I look, for, I look forward to calling your matches, man. It's, Thank it's you so much. It's fun to call people that, are, that I'm interested in that I want to see do good things, you know. And, and, also do things that I don't get to see on a regular basis. So sure. I do thank you for your time and so this will drop on our hundredth episode, so Yes, thank you so a good much. Thing. No problem, but go over there and get paid. And we'll see you guys in the back row.